Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, recorded live via ICQ. <laughs> All right. Hey, the, the 90s called. They want their technology back. <laughs> That's right. Does anybody listening ever remember ICQ? It was before Skype. It was before even, well, maybe around the same time as Yahoo Messenger. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> oh, Cap. I remember back in the days... Uh, back in those days, you and me were we were experimenting. This was it was cool, te- new technology. We could talk to each other over the internet. We had our phones. We could call each other, but, but, <laughs> but it was like that was no fun. Yeah, no fun. You got you could talk e- on the internet. Um, but things have uh, evolved in a nice way, and we're able to use um, other technology these days. Yeah, just a messenger program, but you know, it, it kind of reminded me of when we were kids and we had these walkie-talkies, and we thought that was so cool oh, yeah. to talk to each other one or two blocks away <laughs> before it started fading out, and and that's kind of like what this was, except we were adults at the time. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, and uh, midnight and one o'clock a.m. Um, netgammon games. Oh yes, backgammon. Yes. Yeah. I still we, love playing backgammon. I do too. Yeah, we used to <laughs> be up at all hours playing that game. <laughs> well, hey, um, so we've uh, been talking about Acts 15 and James and Paul and and various things. So let's uh, let's kind of talk a little bit more about Acts 15 and and um, see where this leads us in our. You know, we really want to get into this subject of faith and works, and justification, and, and what is really needed, and uh, where Paul and James both stood on this, and and we'll see where it goes, Cap. Yeah, we did talk about it last week, but we kind of feel like we want to go back and, and summarize some things here, so let me give us some nutshell version and, and uh, focus on a couple of things and give it back to Joel. Uh, we had the apostles of, of Paul, Peter, uh, Barnabas, and others coming to Jerusalem to meet with uh and that kind of kind of seemed to be a, a focal point place for the church, and James seemed to be the leader of this church, the brother of Jesus, who, uh, by the way, James, not necessarily a believer when Jesus was walking the earth, but uh, Scripture seems to indicate that he became one, at least after the resurrection. And so here we are years later, perhaps 20 years uh, in round figures uh, after the death of, of Jesus, uh, and Paul and, and his gang are, are coming over to James and his gang, and um, they're having this discussion because there was uh, a large disagreement, N- no small dissension, I think the, the Bible says. And they were arguing and discussing and debating whether the Gentiles would need, who, who by the way, were, were coming to Christ, receiving the Holy Spirit the same way as these Jewish believers. This was big news, number one. Uh, because this was something relatively new that these Jewish believers were discovering. They never really quite got it, either from the Old Covenant Scriptures or the the, the things that Jesus said um, regarding Gentiles, and that they also would be invited uh, into the fold, so to speak, after Jesus uh, established the New Covenant. 
and ended the law. Now, they didn't realize a lot of these things, such as uh, Gentiles being saved and even the law coming to an end. But so they're ha having this discussion, and Paul's group is, is trying to say, look, they were never under the law. They shouldn't be under the law. You know, and they, they were making that case without going into all the verses that we covered last week. Um, but the, the, the people at the church council, James and some former Pharisees and, and others who were there, were saying, no, they, they should be required to keep that Mosaic law. It's, it's Jesus plus works. It's Jesus plus the law. Jesus, yes, but not Jesus, not by faith alone. Um, there, there's more to it than this because of this rich tradition that they had with Moses and the law throughout those many years. And then at, at the end of all of this, James, hearing both sides of it, spoke up and gave in. For those of you legal people out there, uh, he, he, he made a judgment that it is my judgment that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, and from what has been strangled, and from blood. Uh, and so he added those four things on there. And they agreed, uh, the apostles, uh, Paul's group uh, agreed that, okay, we, we, we can live with this. Let's write that note, and, and we'll take it back to them. And so they were sent to to take it back. And the Gentiles were rejoicing because you got to realize, too, that the, the Gentiles didn't really know that much about the Mosaic Law other than it was burdensome and it sounded very complicated. <laughs> and Peter brought that up in, in his dissertation here in Acts 15. But we, we touched briefly on a verse uh, last week, uh, Acts 15, 21. Here, here's what James said after he made this statement. He, he seems to side with Paul and Peter and the apostles on, okay, the Gentiles. Yeah, you know, they're kind of like a side dish here. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I'm injecting some things here. But um, look, okay, they were never under the law. Okay, they don't have to keep the law, but here are some suggestions that they should follow. And then he says, For from ancient generations Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he has read every Sabbath in, this, in, in every Sabbath in the synagogues. What a mysterious thing to say after what he just got done saying. It's as if James is saying, okay, we're not going to make the Gentiles uh, follow the law, uh, but if they really want to get further into the what they viewed as the truth, what James viewed as the truth, the law is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. They can go there and they can begin finding out more about the law. So it's almost as if, to me anyway, Joel, it's as if James seems to be doing the typical covenant clashing situation here where he's saying, okay, you don't really have to follow the law, but you really should follow the law. Um, and so if they want to go hear about it, they can go to the synagogues on the Sabbath and hear it read because that's how it worked back then. And so he didn't necessarily, on one hand, he seemed to be siding with Paul. Uh, on the other hand, he seemed to be saying, uh, I'm kind of with my group here too, because the law is kind of a big deal, but look, they're Gentiles, so not quite as big a deal. Right, because why otherwise would he say what he said in verse 21? If he's totally, if he's totally in line with Paul, and, and by the way, we're, we're leading to something here. We're going to get into some talk, like I said, about James and Paul. And so, uh, you know, just follow along with us. But so James said, let's write to them that they abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled and from blood. For Moses 
In other words, because, and here's the reason why, because, and like I think you're reading from the ESV, from ancient generations, Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he has read every Sabbath in the synagogues. Why say that? Why even bring up Moses if you don't think that they need to have anything to do with Moses and the law? You know, Moses represents the law. So why even bring that up? And so I think, too, like what you're saying, is that in his mind, he was, yes, um, it's true. The Gentiles don't need to keep the law. But yet, I'm not sure if I'm totally uh, in line with that. And so, you know, if I'm totally comfortable with that. So let's, you know, they can still go to the synagogues and listen to Moses being taught every week if they want. And that's kind of where James left it with a little bit, in my mind, of uncertainty. And <clears throat> I think that James or that Paul was very, very clear, you know, when there was this no small dissension in, at the beginning of Acts, he went there to clear things up. There is, you know, you don't have to keep the law. You, there, we should not require Gentiles to keep the law. And even something that James says here that sticks out to me, uh, he says, but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols. Well, if you go over to Romans 14, we won't necessarily have to read the entire scripture, but Paul is talking about how, in his view, an idol is nothing. And if you eat meat that's been sacrificed to idols, you're free to do that. His, you know, his um, point was that, you know, but there are people who are weak in the faith who think that you shouldn't eat meat that's been offered to idols and so don't, for, the, for their sake, for their conscience, you know, be nice and, and be, you know, think about them. And if you're going to cause somebody to stumble, then don't eat meat that's been sacrificed to idols. But you're free to do it. Paul, to, to Paul, an idol is nothing. And it's no big deal to eat meat that had been sacrificed to an idol. And yet James here is saying, well, we, we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols. So I, I see a little bit of a difference there between what um, James and Paul believed. And you know what? It's, it's okay. This doesn't shake my faith. It does, you know, I, there's, there are plenty of other times in the scriptures where people disagreed with things. And, it, it, you know, and, and it's just, we're, we're looking at the history here of the early church. Acts 15 is, is just telling us what happened. It's not telling us what we have to believe about what happened. It's not saying that it's, it's not making a doctrinal uh, opinion here. Or it's not giving us a doctrinal view that we have to abstain from things polluted by, uh, by idols or to abstain from sexual immorality. Now, of course, that's a good thing. We want to abstain from sexual immorality, but not because Moses, not because Moses taught it, but because that's a good thing. And then James talks about abstaining from things strangled and from blood. You know, I, I sometimes I like my meat a little bit juicy. And that's, <laughs> that's the blood, you know. And so is this doctrine or is this simply telling us what happened? And to me, that's, that makes a big uh, difference in, in how we view this. Uh, with a couple minutes left, Kat, for this one. Okay. Yes, and we will be talking <laughs> more about disagreements that would sometimes happen specifically as Joel said earlier between Paul and James um, but yes out on the missionary trail we see where Paul wrote and said yeah we, we kind of ended up going our separate ways because we we just had some different views on things that were pretty we felt were both pretty substantial so they went their way we went our way 
these were human beings. They weren't, you know, Superman or Wonder Woman in some sort of super spiritual cape that that knew all the answers. They were also growing in, in their knowledge and grace, and sometimes they gained this knowledge and, and grace by revelation. And so just because people sometimes would disagree doesn't take away from the truth of Jesus, okay? And we'll get more into that here uh, as time goes on. But So when they delivered this note from James and the uh, at, at the Jerusalem church, they delivered this note to the Gentiles, and he said this in verse 28, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements. And he mentioned those four things that you mentioned that Paul even disagreed with James on later in his writings. So what James is concluding here is that we, we kind of came to this compromise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> James kind of split the, the child in half here just a little bit uh, and, and said, uh, I'm going against my counsel by saying you don't have to be under the law, but... Here's some things that uh, you really should try to avoid. And as he told the apostles, uh, if you really do want to find out more about the law, which uh, James probably felt that they should, uh, go to the synagogues. It's read there every Sabbath. So those are some things uh, that uh, came together in Acts chapter 15. And Paul, of course, in his writings to the churches would eventually reveal that both Jew and Gentile were freed from the law, not just the Gentiles. But we'll get more into that. And what about these apparent contradictions between uh, James and Paul, all coming up in the weeks ahead right here on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.